really the purpose of dating is is to determine if this is a suitable spouse, not to not to become a suitable, you know, like like it's to determine and try things out. So I think, um, you know, I'm, I by no means I'm saying we need to casually date, but in a way, I think we need to kind of tone it down and we need to take ourselves less seriously. And in doing so, I think we're actually one the the breakup is going to be a lot less um, less of a fallout, and it's going to have a lot less of a damage on your heart. It it always will. Any breakup will always hurt you, and it, there's always that risk going into a relationship that it might fail, and that's that's just an r- unavoidable risk. Um, that's a uh, yeah, that's just a hazard that will always be there. Um, but that's that's also part of the 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 risk is that there's a reward perhaps at the end of it. Uh, and sometimes you might win and you might find uh, someone who you want to be with and then other times you won't. What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Beyond the Surface. My name is Ryan and here with my friend Ezer, we have meaningful, God-centered conversations about topics that we feel are most relevant for students and young adults. In today's episode, this is part one of a two-part episode where Ezer and I break down heartbreak and our experiences with relationships and breakup and then ultimately in part two we will get into singleness and how being healthy and whole in our singleness and in our relationship with God allowed us to heal and to move on and what our goals are in our singleness in an attempt to prepare ourselves for our future relationships. These are two super great episodes. We're really excited to share them with you guys. We hope that you enjoy them. We hope that you're encouraged by them and we hope that you're challenged by them. If you are, we would love it if you would follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. We would also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend. But now, without further ado, let's hop on into the conversation. So Beyond the Surface has really lived up to its title of going beyond the surface in our lives and of having deep and intimate conversations. I think today's episode is really going like way beyond the surface. We are going to be opening up. We're going to be uh, talking about the topic of breakups, heartache, and singleness, ultimately. Uh, Ryan and I, we both have stories on that, and we both have experienced that in some way, shape, or form. And I think this episode is really going to minister to a lot of people. I'm honestly a little nervous, to be honest. I've never been nervous recording. Even in the early days of our podcast, I was never nervous until today. Um, But I think this episode is going to minister to a lot of people because I think a lot of us have faced this in some way, shape, or form. Whether you've been single all your life and you've been you know, worried and concerned that nobody has ever asked you out and you're like, why am I not enough? Or maybe you've been in a relationship and you've been in and out of so many and you're like, what's wrong with me? Or, or hey, maybe, maybe you are married. Maybe you're married and you have a great marriage and you just have, you have everything you could ever want and you're so happy and your heart is so full. Yet deep down, you haven't shared this with anybody, but you're still mourning the heartache and the loss of a previous relationship in the past. And you still keep going back and you still keep thinking like, man, why can't I get over him or her? Why can't I just move on from this? And you haven't shared this with anybody. No matter what boat you're in, I think um, our stories and uh, what we're going to share today is just going to minister and help somebody. So yeah, why don't we start with you, Ryan? Um, Without sharing any names or sensitive information, because we don't gossip here, we don't you know share anything that we shouldn't, but why don't you just tell us a little bit of your story? I know you alluded to it in the past episodes before, but when have you experienced heartache or breakup from any sort of broken relationship? And yeah, just take it away. Let's just kind of take it back and start with kind of like, I guess, our dating history um, before we get into 
the heartache specific part of it. So I've been in a couple relationships. I had a relationship when I was like a freshman in high school. And that was just kind of the, you know, let's hold hands at school and we'll hang out when mom is willing to drive me over to her house or her mom is willing to drive her over to my house, et cetera. You know, and that didn't last super long. That was like five or six month relationship. And then I had a little bit more serious relationship in high school where uh, I met a girl. We went to the same high school, but we we like got to know each other through church. And um, so we had a relationship for a little while, uh, about a year before we broke up uh, in high school. That was kind of like my first real girlfriend, I typically say. And then in college, I was in a long-term relationship with a girl that I went to high school with. And we dated for three years, and then uh, we broke up kind of towards the tail end of our college careers. Uh, We were both getting ready to graduate and just kind of had some different life goals. She was not a believer, so it was just kind of time for us to go our separate ways. But we were still together for, for three years. So I've had a few relationships I typically say I they're not they were not really good relationships. Not that they were necessarily bad, but um, none of them did I date with purpose, uh, for a purpose, and in a godly way. Um, and so I think that is kind of the the root of why you know I maybe had heartache with those breakups and those relationships. So why don't you now talk a little bit about your relationship history? I don't like to necessarily say it like that, but your relationship history, and then we'll get into kind of the specifics. Yeah, it is a bit of a history for me as well. You know, I just remember in middle school just having my first actual crush on a girl and, you know, pursuing her and then just not pursuing her. And then high school, I had all sorts of, well, not all sorts of, but a a couple of, you know, flings, if you would, you know, just with the different school extracurriculars that we did and just nothing that was really honoring to the Lord. And I'm really glad I didn't pursue any of that. In recent times, in like the past year, um, I did find myself uh, in a relationship. I grew close to a girl from our university. We met through a lot of mutual friend groups, and we just found ourselves spending a lot of time together when we did see each other, and we were texting a lot and calling each other. And as my feelings grew for her, I just found myself thinking of her so often. And you know, not, not long after that, we haphazardly rushed right into a relationship. Now, the problem with this was just how different we both were. She grew up in a completely different environment from what I did, and as a result, we differed on every level, from doctrine and theology to just ordinary lifestyle practices. Like, we looked at all the surface-level elements of our life, and we were like, oh, you like this food, I like this food. You like this hobby, I like this hobby. And, you know, we thought that that was the way to build a relationship, but by no means was that healthy at all. And we came to realize just how different we were and what a what a problem that we found ourselves in. And I just refused to let her go. No matter what happened, no matter how different we were and what issues were in this relationship, I would not let her go. I was stubborn and I was I was I I, I honestly saw her a bit uh, as as a future um marriage partner and I was thinking like, man, if I let this one go, then I'm not gonna be successful in my next relationship, sort of a thing. And it was almost as if like my spiritual eyes were like blinded. My vision was completely covered um, by these scales of impure desire, affirmation of greed. After every interaction we had, after every date we went on, or any time we spent together as a group or just alone, it was as if one scale would fall off. My vision just got just a little bit clearer. I started realizing, hmm, maybe this isn't such a good idea. 
And after spending time, like another skill would fall off. And I realized, ooh, there's also this thing as well. Another time, oh, there's also this thing. And time after time, you know, after every interaction, more skills were falling rapidly. And I was seeing this relationship for what it really was and the adverse effect it was having on my mind and my heart. You know, after seeking lots of godly counsel from so many friends, from mentors, and even my own family, I, I finally ended the relationship. And it was probably the hardest thing I have ever had to do. And I can finally like relate to and empathize with anyone who has been through a breakup because I know what it's like and I know how it feels uh, to be in that situation. So this was your first like official girlfriend, your first, the first girl that you went on dates with, et cetera, correct? She was the first one who I really committed myself to in a relationship. I had... I'd gone out with girls before that, but never seriously and never intentionally. But this was the first girlfriend that I really poured myself into and I really identified myself with. I just kind of want to know, like, I know that a lot of people struggle with this. I have struggled with this. Uh, I know when I was in the long-term relationship, like I was in in college, I knew for a long time that the relationship probably was not right. It wasn't necessarily honoring to God. It probably was not going to last a whole lot longer, but I still clung to it and I still held on to it and I tried to make it work for as long as I could and I fought for it and I tried to do better. Um, she tried to do better. You know, we, we tried to come together and make things work, even though I think we both knew it just wasn't a fit anymore. Um, and so I just, I guess I want to hear, you know, like, what are your thoughts on why you kind of did the same thing and then I'll share some of mine like why I I did that but do you think that kind of the honeymoon phase had anything to do with it or the fact that it was your first girlfriend had anything to do with it just because I know that there are people that are going through the same thing and it's like I know that when it's your first girlfriend or um, you know maybe it's the first girl that that's really liked you and you're kind of out there like you know I don't know if I'm ever going to find anybody else that does that can kind of play into your mind and there, there's just a whole lot of lies that can circle. Um, and I think it, it can be hard if it's the the first time, but in my case, it was it was the third one, and it was still difficult. So, just kind of, what were your thoughts? Why did you continue in something like when you kind of had these feelings that like it was time to time to exit? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think for me, it was a little bit of the honeymoon phase. For the first time, I was actually feeling affirmed as a man, and I was actually being affirmed for who I was, and. I was actually like, I felt like I was being respected and I felt like there was finally a girl who could finally see all the good in me sort of a thing. And it was really from a place of insecurity. And, you know, I had, I had always, you know, I don't want to keep, I don't want to sound arrogant, but like I had known that there were other girls that have liked me in the past. So it wasn't like this was the first girl who liked me, but I think this was the first girl who liked me and I actually believed it sort of a thing. Like I could actually tell that she was actually attracted to me. And it really fueled my pride and my greed and my, again, my desire for affirmation that every man longs for and every woman longs for as well. That affirmation that can only come from Jesus. I was finally uh, getting a false sense of that in my life. So I stayed in this relationship and I fought for it even in the midst of all this, um, all these differences and all the issues that we were having with our families and all the different things going on and so many signs uh, that God was making it so crystal clear. Hey, Ezra, you're not supposed to be doing this. You're outside of my will. Get out of this right now. Different friends and family were speaking to me. I still, I would not relent because it was, it was as if everyone else had, had been in a relationship and it was a lot of my family members that were pursuing, you know, the one whom they loved. And I felt like 
I never had that chance. And now I finally have that chance. And people were telling me no. And I just didn't want to listen to them. And I just wanted to do my own thing and do what makes me happy sort of a thing. Uh, it turns out my family really had my best interest in my mind, or that, that really had my best interest in mind. And God had positioned them to speak some truth into me. And I wish I had listened to them earlier, but I'm really grateful for their feedback and their input because it really helped and saved me. Yeah, that's good. And it's hard to listen to your family member on those kind of things. It, it's almost like, you know, for me, it was always hindsight. It was, you know what, I hate to admit this, but mom was right or dad was right. One of those things that you almost have to experience for yourself once in order to kind of value their opinions a little bit more, I feel like. I know for me, kind of the biggest thing that I was struggling with was like commitment. Like I had committed to her for this long and kind of bought into the lies that spark or that flame, I guess you could say, was was fading in the relationship. And it was just kind of like, oh, well, that's how relationships are once you get past three years or when you're three years in, that's just kind of how they are now. And that's probably true to some extent, but I do think that if you do marriage the right way, if you do relationships the right way, God will kind of work in both of you and your love and that spark and the fire will continue to grow for that other person throughout the entirety of the relationship instead of starting to kind of flame out. So that was like one of the areas for me was just the the commitment aspect. Like I had committed to this point. I don't want to just throw it away. And then I think the other aspect for me was just the fear of, you know, I have somebody to talk to all the time now, and that's going to be gone. And all my friends are in relationships, so now I'm going to be single, and it's just going to be me. And, you know, I'm not going to have that person to talk to. I'm not going to have the person to go on double dates with or just dates in general with or like when my friends are busy, that person that I can call to hang out with. You know, I think that that was a real fear that I had to kind of get over as well. So now, why don't you kind of talk a little bit about the, I guess, the breakup and then how you initially dealt with it and, well, first, what led to that and what, like, really prompted that decision and then how you felt kind of immediately after that. So I think uh, in my case, it was honestly just clear from the very beginning that we, we honestly had no business being around each other. Like, this was a relationship that honestly should have never happened. Yet I chose to rebel against God's peace, my personal convictions, and the counsel of my own family. And whenever you choose rebellion, it's never going to go well. Like whenever you choose to rebel against God's will, against your own family, against your personal convictions, against what you believe in, it's not going to go well for you. You're just going to lose yourself and you're just going to lose a part of your soul. And uh, I spoke about this, but many of my family members, they knew that this wasn't healthy for me. And I even felt the warnings of the Holy Spirit within me. Um, yet I just freely chose rebellion and lust. And I just, again, I just look back and I just thank God so much for sparing me. I think God really delivered me from what could have been a very oppressive future. But I think what helped uh, lead me to the breakup, or I guess helped open my eyes, um, I remember I was visiting a friend uh, in another city. We were down there, me and another friend were visiting our friend who was uh, getting married. And uh, we were in his car and we were driving home from the rehearsal dinner and they, were, um, they weren't even talking about relationships. They were actually just talking a lot about doctrine and theology. And it was as though my, my eyes had been opened and I was realizing just how wrong I had been and how the relationship was really corrupting my walk with the Lord. And your walk with the Lord is the most important thing about you. you nothing else matters, not your job, not anything else, not 
any relationship. It is only your walk with the Lord. You have to protect that thing at all costs. And I was letting that thing slip. I was letting my walk with the Lord uh, fall victim to wrong doctrine and wrong teaching. And it was as though my my, I, my it was as though my eyes had opened during that conversation, and I realized that I needed this relationship needed to go. I realized that if I really want to be in the place that God wants me to be, this thing cannot continue. I still kept going with the relationship for a few more months. And I think um, through a lot of counsel with my family members and talking with them and really opening up, which is actually something that's kind of out of character for me. I don't normally open up to my family members. I talk with a lot of mentors and a lot of people from my church, but my family members, if I'm going to them, it's it's usually because it's something very serious and something I know they can help me with. But yeah, I uh, I I sat sat her down and I said, hey, we really can't continue this. And it was it was a little more complicated than that, you know, because I I wanted to do it in a way that was kind and gentle because I really I really did care for her and I didn't want to hurt her in any way. So I did it in the most gentle but in the most firm way as I possibly could. And that's uh, when I ended it. And you know, I felt you know, I felt really sad and upset after that, but I also felt like an immense sense of peace. And that's where I knew it, this was definitely the Lord. Like, this is definitely what God wants me to do, that I can feel peace in the middle of heartbreak, and I can feel joy when I should be mourning. And I, and I was crying in many ways, but I knew that this peace that surpasses all understanding could not come from anywhere else but in God's will. So that's where I was, and that's how I found myself uh, ending the relationship and knowing with 100% certainty that it was the right thing to do. What about you? Like I said, I was with a non-believer and she it's not that she was opposed to God or opposed to church. She came with me and I think she tried to learn and she did her best. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily think I was the best spiritual leader in that season. I was not, you know, necessarily as close to God as I am now. But at the same time, you know, the Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked for a reason. I shouldn't necessarily, I guess, have to lead my significant other. I mean, you know, if you're married or, or if, you know, you're deep in and, and you know, one of you gets saved or whatever, yes, be the spiritual leader and, and do your best to, like, bring that person to the Lord. Or even, it, you know, if you started something with a non-believer, you know, I would say it's probably not bad to be the spiritual leader. But at the same time, there's a reason why we're we're not told to go out and date other Know, people outside of our religion and try and bring them in like we're not told to do that we're told to be with people that are equally yoked and I just kind of came to that realization that that just became something that was really weighing on my heart was just that you know I knew that marriage was probably not something that I wanted to enter into unless I knew that she had a strong relationship with God and so even though we were three years in I didn't necessarily see that relationship with God you know breaking through and becoming real to her uh, which, you know, it, it, not to say that it won't happen later. And, you know, I hope that it does. And, uh, you know, ultimately, like, that's what we want for everybody. But it just wasn't something that was helping me in my spiritual walk. And it was actually causing me to kind of drift from God and to compromise in certain areas. And it just wasn't healthy for my spiritual life anymore. And as I had kind of said, the fun of the relationship, I guess, had started to wear off. Not that I didn't enjoy like hanging out and stuff. Um, but it just wasn't like the same thing as, you know, having that puppy love when you first start dating, obviously. And I just kind of felt God, you know, knocking on my heart saying, come back to me. And I just knew that the only way that I was actually going to do that, the only way that I was actually going to start making strides towards mending my relationship with God 
was to step away from that relationship. And so that's kind of um, when I came to the decision that, hey, you know, I've got to, I've got to do what's best for me in my relationship with God. Um, and so that was kind of where the breakup stemmed from. And it was kind of, I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, but like we pretty much just cut off contact right away, uh, which I think is probably the best thing for most relationships, especially a long-term one like that. Uh, yeah, it, it can feel good to have them in your life. But um, once you've made that decision, I think that it's typically best to, to have the no looking back mentality. Um, and not that like we couldn't run into each other now and catch up and, you know, have a good conversation. But for the short term, for sure, like it was just something where, you know, we, we couldn't really be around each other or talk to each other. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate. You know, I, I wish that it didn't have to be that way. I wish that, you know, we could have done things a little bit healthier in the relationship. So then, you know, maybe it would have been healthier afterwards, but that's neither here nor there now. So anyways, so that was kind of that. And then in terms of like afterwards, I remember like you, I felt a huge weight off my shoulders and I just felt like so much relief um, after that relationship ended. And that was constant, but there were waves of, like I mentioned earlier, loneliness and just kind of like, well, this is no fun. I'm bored and just wanting somebody to talk to, wanting you know, wanting to be heard and to be known by somebody and, you know, to like offer that to somebody else. There was definitely those. And so that was kind of hard, you know, to balance that with all the extra free time I had and everything. Um, and then it became hard when I, I see my friends in their relationships or, you know, wanting to go do things and then inviting me and it would be like, oh, I'm just kind of third wheeling or fifth wheeling, you know, like it's it's different, especially like when you're fresh out of a breakup. But I think overall, the sense of peace that I felt and then the steps that I took to kind of grow in my relationship with God were just so worth it and such confirmation that, you know, I, I had done the right thing. So I think that is ultimately like what helped me to heal coming out of that. So good. And I love how you mentioned uh, about being unequally yoked. You know, sometimes we look at that scripture and we think that scripture is just talking about believers and unbelievers. But I just need to say that just because they are a believer does not mean that they are a suitable partner for you. Just because they are a believer does not make them perfect for you. It does not mean that they believe everything that you believe or have the same uh, view of God or they pray to God the same way you do or they read the Bible the same way you do. Uh, so really remember that unequal yoke is not just a, that they have a relationship with Jesus. That's great. That's awesome. That's the most important thing. But you have to really look into it. Because again, this is somebody who could potentially be your partner for the rest of your life. And you got to make sure that you are on the same page on the things that are most important. I also, uh, I have to agree with you when you were talking about, you know, kind of that no looking back mentality, uh, just in the initial stage of that breakup. I think that actually is a healthy thing. And I know uh, some, you know, couples who break up, they still want to keep in touch because, you know, they were really close and, you know, they were, they were friends their whole life. And, you know, I think, you know, it varies from situation to situation. And I know some people that's worked out, some people that hasn't, but I think it's just healthy for your soul, for both of you guys, just to really recover and to, to really distance yourself and separate each other, not in a sense of bitterness, but more so in a sense of, Hey, I really need to I really need to to re-enter this season of singleness and really just give myself time to to mourn and to recover and to seek counsel and to get back to where I used to be because it is a period of recovery and this is um this is you know it's kind of a hard pill to swallow for us guys who are just like nah we're fine we can do this and everything 
you know, we, we'd just, just another thing. It's no big deal, but really like you have to learn how to manage your emotions. You have to really take that time and don't, don't slow the process. You have to really go through it, whether it is, you know, seeing an actual counselor, whether it's spending time with your friends, uh, just to really talk about it and to really process it, you know, whatever that may be, really taking that time to recover and to, you know, be satisfied and being single once more. Why don't you talk a little bit about some of, and you don't have to go into super great detail, you don't have to talk at great length about it, but maybe just a little bit about like why you felt so hurt and why you felt so such the need to, you know, recover and heal after that breakup, uh, especially because you were the one who initiated it. And I know I have, you know, similar story, but let's just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I think, I think breakups just hurt just because again, you're just with someone and then suddenly you're not. And you're pouring all your your love and your attention with perhaps the uh, the hope and the the goal of marrying them or spending the rest of your life with them. And, you know, sometimes, honestly, like, I kind of think that sometimes we believers, like us Christians, kind of take dating too seriously. And we kind of jump through hoops too quicker than we need to. And we already start planning for things when Really, the purpose of dating is is to determine if this is a suitable spouse, not to not to become a suitable, you know, like like it's to determine and try things out. So I think, um, you know, I'm I, by no means I'm saying we need to casually date, but in a way, I think we need to kind of tone it down and we need to take ourselves less seriously. And in doing so, I think we're actually one the the breakup is going to be a lot less um, less of a fallout and it's going to have a lot less of a damage on your heart. It, it always will. Any breakup will always hurt you. And it, there's always that risk going into a relationship that it might fail. And that's that's just an r- unavoidable risk. Um, that's a, uh, yeah, that's just a hazard that will always be there. Um, but that's that's also part of the, the, the risk is that there's a reward perhaps at the end of it. Uh, and sometimes you might win and you might find um, someone who you want to be with and then other times you won't. And but again, going back to it, why it hurts so much, I think when you place your identity and your value in that person and suddenly that person isn't there anymore, then it's going to hurt you. And your your heart is gonna sink and you're going to forget who you are and you're gonna forget um what God says about you. You know, they actually say that when a person uh, ends a relationship or they end even a marriage or something, um, they are in their most volatile state of emotions. Like the like people do the craziest things to themselves and to each other when they have just broken up. We're talking people that overdose on drugs or we're talking people that that like go hook up with someone, some rando from Tinder or something. Or we're talking like even attempt suicide. And I'm not saying that any of that is going to occur because you break up and I don't want to scare you. But I'm just trying to explain the dangers of putting your identity in someone who when who is not you and who doesn't know you and who doesn't have your best interest in mind, um, even someone who you're going to end up marrying, they're not supposed to carry your identity. Your identity is found in Christ alone. That is where your identity is. And that is who you are. Uh, you don't place that identity in someone else because they will fail. You. Every single person will because we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, I think the big thing is people put, yeah, too much stock in the relationship. But I think also, I mean, like, you know, the way that we do dating in today's day and age is basically like we're acting like we're married without being married. So we want the we want the perks of marriage without the responsibility yet. And so along with those perks, like we're really interweaving our life with somebody else. And so when you, you know, break that bond, when you break those things apart, 
it is really, really hard to adjust and to kind of get over. I mean, you're putting, you're being vulnerable with somebody and putting yourself um, in vulnerable situations in order to, like I mentioned earlier, be known and be heard by somebody. Um, you are playing that role for somebody else. And then I think that a, a lot of times we get carried away, even Christian couples, we get carried away with the physical. And I think we don't realize how, how much that strengthens that bond between you and the person. Even if it's just the little things like kissing or holding hands, things that, you know, maybe seem okay to most people, you know, and I, I'm not necessarily condemning them. You know, I'm not saying they're bad. That's between you and your your significant other to figure out like what you guys want your purity walk to look like. That's between you and the Lord and you and your significant other when that time comes for you. Um, but those things you do just have to realize those things build a bond and that bond goes a whole lot deeper than just getting to know someone when you cross any sort of physical boundaries. So when you do add that into a relationship, then it just makes that that breakup so much harder, you know, because you're used to getting those those dopamine hits, you know, from that physical connection that you have with that person. And, you know, it's almost like going through drug withdrawal, you know, you're not going to get those anymore from that person. So there's like an actual like scientific chemical connection to it uh, that stems from the physical aspects of relationship. And so I think that's kind of like one of the hard things. But then I'll talk to this. So Coming out of my breakup, I definitely like it was hard and I definitely felt alone and lonely. But the biggest thing for me was that I was very secure and that I knew that that wasn't the right person for me long term. And I knew that God had me and I was now pursuing a relationship with him. And so that made my my hurt a whole lot easier to handle and like a whole lot less. And it made my recovery, I think, a whole lot faster. But what I will say is that your point of like we look to the future and we like you know, especially in Christians, we take it like too seriously. Oh, this girl said yes to me. I'm going on a date. You know, this is going to be my future wife. I will say, I think one time that I was hurt, this was not the girl's fault or anything like that. But like one time I think I was hurt, maybe even more than probably not more than a three year breakup, but that I really was just like crushed for a few days or slash weeks um, was I asked a girl out and I really thought like, this was the girl for me. Like I was really convinced that she was the one. And I, I had had a crush on her for a long, long time, like going back even into high school. And I was graduating college and applying to medical school for the first time. So I was like starting to look at my adult life. I, I found a girl in the church that I was like really into. And she even said yes to me, like, and going on the first date. And I took it as like we were going on a date and she was like, no, we need to talk about this. We're in two very different life situations. You want to go back to school. I'm ready. Like I'm in my career. I'm in my job. I'm kind of ready to like start life. And so just because we were in two totally different areas and like I wanted to move and go away and get out of our hometown and she wanted to stay here, um, you know, because of that, she was like, I think it's best that we put this on hold. And that hurt because I had planned this out, not necessarily like planned it out, but I had like thought that I found the one I was really convinced and like I had gone too far in my head. And so that was like a good reminder for me that, you know what, if that hurt that much, like maybe I wasn't as secure in my foundation with my singleness as I thought that I was. So I needed to go back to the drawing board and like work on that some more um, and kind of look at like how I wanted to do dating and like needed to approach it. And so since then, I've been on a couple other dates with some girls, and it hasn't necessarily progressed anything farther than that. But I would say I'm just in a much healthier headspace and uh, I'm of, and am able 
to kind of evaluate where I'm at and, and, you know, where a potential relationship would be at with those girls, you know, after those dates, um, I was just in a much better headspace to be able to do that because I've kind of taken the time now to figure out exactly how I want to date, who I want to date, etc. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Have a great week as you go and love God and love people. We will see you back here next Tuesday.